Hey everybody, welcome to the Little Rock Games podcast. My name's Joe. I'm Robbie. I'm Brad. I'm Tanner. And I'm Olivia. And we are Little Rock Games. We're excited to have you here with us. This week we are doing Nantucket, which is our February game of the month. And we're excited to share with you our thoughts about playing it. And we also want to encourage you, if you hear the podcast and you like what you hear, um, feel free to comment and let us know what you thought of the game as well, or even just give us some feedback. Anyway, we're going to jump in and talk about uh, Nantucket today. And the way we like to start usually is have uh, everybody go around and say a little bit about the game and, and kind of their initial reactions. And uh, from there, we'll just jump into some conversation. Uh, so why don't we start today with Olivia? With me? With you. Wow. <laughs> cool. Um, so I guess I can talk about Nantucket in general to start off. Um, it's a game where you murder lots of innocent whales <laughs> over and over again for money <coughs> until you die horribly on like on the sea if you're like me. Which that's that was my experience from the game. Repeatedly. <laughs> Repeatedly. Um, what about you, Tanner? What was your experience like so, from Nantucket? I'm not a masochist, and I didn't play on Iron Man mode. So when I would die horribly through some unforeseen event, I just loaded my last save file and kept going. <laughs> Uh, but I I really enjoyed it. Um, the sh- sea shanties were were on they point. Are Those sea were shanties. very very nice. How about you, Brad? Yeah, I I also didn't play on Iron Man mode because I just I wasn't going to invest that much into into the game. Sorry. Um, but I, yeah, and I also like the how how much extra media stuff they put into it, and we can talk about that a little bit more as we go. But um, I kept going back and forth between is this game worth the price on it? And then I would hear all the music and see all the graphics and go, well, yeah, probably for that it is. Uh, but but that's kind of my, my first impression. Robbie? Um, yeah, I liked it. I, at first, I, I... At first, I liked it enough, and then I grew to hate it and be bored with it, and then when I came back to it, Somehow things clicked, and then I really liked it. And uh, I wish that I that it clicked earlier in the month because it was it was pretty cool. But um, I think it's also worth pointing out it's not just a murdering whale simulator. <laughs> it's also a sequel meant to be like a sequel to Moby Dick. So there's so that's the context of the whale slaughtering. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of ma- it kind of elevates it a little bit to say, yes. oh, but yes. it's, it's based on liter- sure. literature, like so. any great work of art. Yeah, the yeah. murder becomes mm-hmm. well worth it. It's tasteful now. Part of darkness, really. We can take anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's you're right. Um, the harpoon in the over the mantle in the first act. Yes, has to, <laughs> has to be in a whale by the, by the third act. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I found some things to really like about the game and some things to really hate about. It. Yeah. Um, my my biggest dislike probably is that it showed its seams as a game pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you guys, I love the artwork. I was so into the kind of style of it and the sound and the the feel of that experience, and I, I was ready to be just taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty quickly, I felt like somebody had written a loop and I was just mm-hmm. right, churning along through that loop and and so that I think is maybe something we can we can come back to but um, yeah it's the, the art, we could start with the art I suppose yeah, I mean there's we'll, maybe real quick yeah. we just sort of describe the overall structure of the game that's yeah, smart yeah, right yeah. smart <laughs> <laughs> so uh, essentially right you you have the sort of narrative opening like Robbie said as sort of a sequel to to Moby Dick uh, but then you're essentially given a small rickety ship um, and told to go and hunt enough whales and gain enough notoriety to to sort of find uh, the white whale again and, and go through all of that. Um, and so you arrive at docks or harbors, uh, first one being Nantucket, and you can upgrade your ship, you can buy new crew members, and then you go out and uh, hunt for whaling grounds. And once you find a sighting with a whale, you sort of get into this almost card battle uh, with the whales, uh, with your, your whaling boats. Um, and then you, you gather resources and move around and complete missions and, and sell the, the blubber that you harvest or the oil and 
uh, sail around the, the whole world. Um, so it's got a nice little game loop to it. Almost the whole world, yeah. <laughs> it's very Except. much a resource management game, too, because you have to manage like your crew, like how much food you have, how much water you have. And also, like, how much you're paying your crew, which that all was stuff Grog. that I enjoyed. Don't and, oh, yeah, Grog, Grog you no, cannot forget Grog. Do not leave port forgetting Grog. It, it's interesting. <laughs> <a> big mistake. <laughs> on a, on a, as, taking a side with, that, um, with the resource management, most games out there, they limit that by a, a warehouse, right? So, like, you could, in most games, you could either conceivably keep amassing wealth of, of whatever resources to infinity. Or it limits it by having some sort of warehouse mechanism. This thing, this was one of the, this was a pack management game, like a backpack management. So you can only you can only carry so much of this stuff. I mean, you could fill your ship up with with grog and water and wood and then you couldn't get blubber food. Yeah, and then you don't have any room to bring back whale blubber, uh, which or is, oil or oil or any of that other stuff. I'm, I barely got to the oil processing part, which... <laughs> That's where things really start to shine. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> turning the... Releasing the blubber to oil. quickly the... taking those murdered whales and turning them into oil. Immediately like, boiling them down. I am contributing yeah. to society, is how I thought. <laughs> if, if only there was a plug-in for the game that gave you that smell of the... You know, oh, the, right? Well, yeah. to, if they yeah, really wanted to make it authentic. Because uh-huh. a, a cool little card game about battling whales is fun, but... <laughs> Nothing like the smell. Back to the resource management, though, because um, one interesting thing, because you talk about how it's a pack management game and how you want, you very quickly get to the point to where you have plenty of money to always keep everything stocked where you want it. But a lot of the events in the game are just resource sponges and nothing mm-hmm. else. Yep. And I know that we'll probably talk about the event system quite a bit because I have a lot to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I feel like there were so many events that were like either you lose all these resources or something else. You know, like, there's just so... Like, whenever you have ex- excess, they just sponge it right off. Mm-hmm. And that was something that really felt sort of weird about the game to me, was I felt like no matter, like, there was... Because it was clear, like you said, that these events were getting triggered when I had this much of this in my inventory, right? And so I, I kept being aware of the mechanics while I was playing it which is something that I feel like most of us could probably say about this game and, and a lot of it was due to the event system and right. what events mm-hmm. happen and when and why so yeah I'd honestly say that's sort of probably the biggest flaw in the game because uh, that was just what drew me the most out of the action yeah you know mm-hmm. um, I would get no. events for things that didn't make sense they would give me they would try and give me a trait that I already had things yeah. like that uh, yeah, that was by far the one that annoyed me the most. Yeah. Was by the 57th time, the same crew member came to me and said, oh, yeah, I want to learn something. And you once again are providing, yeah, either you're getting the trade or in a lot of cases you're offer, you're, you're saying, oh, I'll teach you this. Mm-hmm. And once those three traits that were the options, I guess, were they would just loop over and over and yeah. over. And you think... And it seemed like usually to not use any of those three, I think there was a negative. Was a, there was a negative impact, yeah. yeah so, so you, you basically had, had to fake it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, the one other thing that sort of ties into that is I had several crew members who were teetotalers, right? They didn't drink the grog. And I was like, well, that's actually sort of good. That saved me a lot of money. Um, but I had, like, one guy who was in my little four-person <laughs> ship. Um, so I would bring one thing of grog with me, and he'd tell me, you know, that'll last you, like, 300 days. Right. But then I would constantly get, like, events telling me, like, we're running out of grog. We need to water it down. Because it was looking at... Just in case just all these other guys are drinking it, right? It was telling me how many days... It, it was looking at how many units of grog right. I had as opposed right. to how many days I had. I love that know. image, though, of all the other crew members like, with these <laughs> angry faces looking at the one barrel. We <laughs> <laughs> can't drink anymore. <laughs> they're, they're enraged. Right. I mean, yeah, but you're absolutely right. The that idea of that these units were the only way to calculate what was happening when there's also a kind of exposed problem with yeah. the, with the mechanics. And um, also, all of the almost every choice that you make during the events are pure just like dice rolls. Mm-hmm. You have a sixty percent chance for a good thing, forty percent chance for a bad thing. Um, but sometimes it felt like really, really like there was a right choice to make. And I think that that was because those percentages were calculated based on your stats. So sometimes, yeah, this is the clear right option. Mm -hmm. But there's also some, like, there was once when I had an event that was straight up, um, you have, like, 45% chance for this, 45% chance for this, 10% chance, game over. 
Yeah. There's wow. a, there's events in there like I that. I never got too. that one. That it's must be on up. Iron Man mode. Yeah. Maybe it's just on Iron Man mode that they give you those, but it was I hated that. Well, I absolutely hated that. So I think part of that might be, um, you know, so yes, it's show it's parts of the game show itself to be a game, but they they weren't intending that. They were intending some sort of role playing aspect, and I think that's part of why that's there. Because if you were trying to be a sort of character, this would be a thing you'd want to do. Mm-hmm. But you should know that that comes with this small little risk. So That's actually a pretty yeah. good point. I do feel like one of my big takeaways from the game is that they always favored like capturing the realism over the actual like design balance. Yeah. Always. I, they, they did, but all of these other little transparencies and, and, and flaws at the seams, as yeah. you mentioned kind of broke that a little they bit. They do. They, they totally made yeah. me like realize this is a game that I'm Well, playing. and it, you know, I mean, from a design standpoint, right, it's such an easy problem to solve because you, it's really just about how much content you generate. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, if, if I were going to capture all of this in, in what I I think for me is the failing of it, and then I want to get to some of the things I really liked. Yeah. Because I, I actually, I would say I liked more than I disliked. I, I, I played I it too. I played right to the white whale who killed everyone <laughs> and me. Um, on Iron Man. I do not know how you got that far on Iron Man. Um, like, I died in so many stupid <laughs> yes. ways. You know how many baby narwhals I've killed? A long, a long I would say like 1,400 baby an narwhals. An ocean full of baby, um, dead baby narwhals. But I think, I mean, so just a little context here. I believe this game was greenlit by Steam in 20, I want to say 2015. Mm-hmm. It was a while ago. Um, and then got released, obviously. So... Mm-hmm. So it's been in development for a long time, and to have sort of the limit of content, which is the easiest of all the things that we're talking about, typing text into a database is is trivial. Right. So that's I, I think for me, from a designer standpoint, as we all are, that's the thing that I feel like would be easily solvable if you if you wanted to. Well, they um, spend so much of their content capital on recording a whole album of sea shanties, <laughs> yeah, which are great, which were fantastic. Which they don't yeah. start Except until right before you, you get, get to the, to the port. port. So you hear the beginning <laughs> of the sea shanty over and over oh, again, and you man. never hear the whole sea shanty. Oh, I've, that I've is heard the, the entire shanty yeah. plenty of times. I only yeah. ever did like yeah. once. Yeah. And it yeah. was when I had to go make this huge long like route. Nantucket to Honolulu or yeah, something. That, that's the only time I ever yeah, did yeah, the sea shanties is on that specific route because otherwise I would get straight like over to what's the port in England I can't remember what uh, Peterborough no Peter's Peterhead I think or something Peterhead yeah I'd get like literally an inch from it and then oh, it would start cool. the sea shanty yeah oh, so, it would do that every single time so you guys so both much. went to England and stuff yeah because I I still haven't gotten there uh, wow I, I go from from <coughs> there to Horda or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. And the Caribbean, then, I think, or Bahamas, and then Cape Town, and then whatever the one in South America is, and oh, that sort of. I didn't, know, I, didn't, really I, didn't, I didn't go to yeah, South America much. I went the other way to Honolulu and kept doing this kind of big long. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never went to New Zealand or or wherever the Polynesians down there. I yeah. Never went over there. Uh, Kokoro. Something yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did one mission there, and I was, and I almost died, and I was like, eh, it's literally far. That's a long way away. I feel like doing not a lot of payoff. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of what I meant when they were focusing more on like realism. I felt like in like where the ports were located, where the the um, like breeding grounds were located, right. where, like they were all like they seemed like they were more realistic and they mm-hmm. were not balanced at all yeah. because you could just stay right in that little mm-hmm. area the whole time and just make By money. Nantucket, yeah. Nantucket, the green. Yeah. Yeah. you could just yeah. stay there because there were like five breeding areas mm-hmm. right there. So I wonder if maybe your approach to it colored it a little bit too because for me I, it didn't really start to reveal itself as a game until maybe later on because as soon as I realized oh I could just be here and doing this whole thing I was like this is boring so I should do something else so that's why I started to explore and to go mm-hmm. to other places and I was like oh this is more exciting and I'll do this but that's also when I realized talking to you that uh, why is this so hard to make money why am I not do- <laughs> so I, I feel like maybe the designers couldn't really commit to which direction they wanted to go because yeah. they wanted it to be real and that you know mm-hmm. and I mean I think that's really interesting though because like you touched on earlier Joe that they had almost a four year development time between when they like first announced the game like I went back and looked through some of their like uh, dev diary posts uh, and it doesn't seem like there were significant periods where they stopped development mm-hmm. so I would be really interested to hear what, what soaked up so much time because uh, there, there could be things that I'm missing, but it seems like a relatively straightforward game design-wise. Like I feel like 
you could build that in a relatively short time, you know, in Unity or something. Uh, so the fact that there's there's sort of some gaps in content generation and things like that. There's not uh, are sort of that surprising. it's not very well put together though. No, no. no. yeah, yeah. I, I could absolutely see that they spent a lot of time getting the sail animation right. Mm-hmm. The, for it waving in yeah. the wind, or yep. yeah. just just making sure that like the way the camera moves, yeah, uh, f- mm-hmm. you know, because the whole game takes place on a map, on a table, basically, and so when you get to the edge of the, of the map, you also see that like literally the edge of a, a, pl- a paper map, <laughs> and then you see like the table right there, and um, I could see them spending so much time tweaking the way the camera moves and stuff, right. stuff like that because all that feels yeah. good like with the map interactions like when your mouse moves it shows you like the little dotted line yeah. dynamically yeah. and like there's mm-hmm. lots of cool little things in the game and honestly I feel like the combat mechanics like there's lots of little things I liked about it like you have to actually like drag the harpoon over to yeah. the yeah. thing yep absolutely um, and it was uh, but that still doesn't mean I don't have problems with yeah. the combat. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean that as like a yeah, yeah, like yeah. a call out against them. I'm actually I'm legitimately interested to yeah. know like mm-hmm. yeah. what they Me spent too. the most time on. So mm-hmm. if Nantucket devs are listening, email us. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. we come, come to Little Rock. Right. We got a coffee and yeah. donuts. And so, but let's talk for a minute about the other piece that I think you're getting at, which is is some problem, some sort of testable UI problems, um, which happen in the combat. Um, and user experience problems, really. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, like you, Robbie, and like other people have said, I mean, for for a good solid chunk of four to five hours, I was completely engaged with the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as a design, as a player, yeah. but also as a designer, I kept thinking, these are such solvable problems. And so I wondered not only about where was the gap in content, but also where was the gap in sort of testing and mm-hmm. u- user experience. Mm-hmm. Like, who played this game before? Right. It, it got launched, mm-hmm. and which again is a, it's such an easy problem to solve. Um, I mean, if you take just one example for me, which which came up a lot in the Steam reviews, the animations for the combat, you can't skip them. Mm-hmm. So once you've right. gone into combat <coughs> seven hundred and thirty times against narwhals, <laughs> little baby narwhals, um, you still have to wait for every animation to play out. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a point at which. I, I totally had absorbed the animation process, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I just want right. to you know, kill these whales and move on with my life. And there was one screen at the end of a combat that said the combat was over. Or there was one going in to start everything and one going out to say that the combat was over right. that just sat on the screen a little too yeah, long yep. every single yep. time. And every successful element of the combat happens twice in a row, which in theory I guess is supposed to reinforce it for you. But for most, I mean, I would be surprised if there were a lot of users who didn't get it on the first. So in other words, when you bleed, it shows you two repeated animations for bleeding, mm-hmm. yeah. which makes no good sense for a game wow. that's going to repeat that loop so often. And it's never, Every, ever been a thing that ever bothered me oh, about okay. anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was clawing yeah. at the screen by wow. the end going, please just speed this up. Yeah. Yeah. See, okay. the things that irritated me about the combat were things like... Even if you had one whale boat, the whales would play their cards as if they were targeting a specific character, yes. but they weren't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It was hard to t- like. It took me forever. I think that was a strategy thing. Then. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> on the narwhals yeah. part. Yeah, on the narwhals. <laughs> it's just, they're playing mind games. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like easy pickings. Yeah. Is that what the narwhals just, said? It drives me nuts because like it's not like they fill up the, the space like starting at the left. Right. They specifically put it in a space and then they won't attack the person in right. that space. It, I couldn't figure out. Oh any right, yeah. right, right. And yeah. stuff like um, that was really the big yeah. thing that kept repeating. One thing for me up. that came up was uh, that. At the beginning of the game, this didn't take a long time to get through. I would roll like multiple actions that I could use, um, and I was mad a couple times because I didn't realize I could only use one of them. I thought maybe it was like you right. could use certain things once, yeah. or if you use like support actions. There's right. very funny. I never figured things. that out. Like which ones? I couldn't figure out if there was a sequence that if you use this one first, then you could use these other right. ones. Yes, because it's how many whaleboats you have? You get one yeah. attack per whaleboat. Yes, right. but there no, are a couple no, of actions that affect. Oh, see, so I the didn't carpenter know that. has an action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell this. So in chapter four, um, so the carpenter actually oh, has an action re-roll. that lets you re-roll, right? Um, and he has also a sort of higher level action if you keep advancing along the. Because you know, you guys there remember that ch- there's the chains, right? So you can sort of get there's the doc. This is probably worth saying that there's a, a sort of doctor character, a, a harpooner, or kind of a fighter character, a carpenter. And a, and a kind of sailing, a, a helmsman or a sailor. Mm-hmm. And each one has three sort of progressions of skills, and only one of those progressions is tied to the actual whaling, the combat. 
Um, and so each one of them has special moves, essentially, that you can roll. And the carpenter has two different ones that can be applied, mm -hmm. and then a new action can be taken. But that's the only... That's the only, and there's actually a special card I think that will do that too, but I can't remember. I, yeah. Another thing though is that there's just some stuff like that that wasn't explained. Yep. Like the fact that what the the carpenter does, what the, I never ever wanted to bring them into combat because I had no idea what that ability mm -hmm. did. I like read it and it didn't mean anything yep. to me. It just showed a, a die symbol, and then had like a flavorful name. Yeah. And I had no idea what it meant, so I never brought him into combat. And the first time I decided to do it, I was like, this changes everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so many more. <laughs> I, it's so much more useful than I thought. Let me just say something super quickly, because I think this may be a difference in how you treat other human beings and how I treat them. <laughs> because Give them a chance. As I, as I was playing, I was like, I quickly figured out that crew, because you don't pay them up front, they're essentially, <laughs> now, this is my own, this is my own heart now. of darkness. So... If, if you don't have to pay them up front, there's no penalty for sending them into combat and getting them killed. And you just so. use prestige to fill up your ship, too, so you right. don't... Yeah, you well, don't... It's, it's actually sort of beneficial, because if you fire somebody, you lose... Yeah, you uh, lose prestige. So it's prestige. better you, for them to if die. If you send them into battle, you get, like, a killed. minus five yeah. morale. <laughs> wow. He's a brain captain. Look at all the people right. who lost. <laughs> so, even, even though the game does seem like a game to me, I could never do that to my virtual <laughs> Me neither. I, I was I very... I, yeah, mind. I felt attached to them because yeah. of all it's of those you interactions. all treat other human right. beings better. No, no, well, a little bit of that. <laughs> but yeah, I like but. the story that sort of built up. It's the story that yes. builds up. Yeah. And, and I have invested training these people and saying no to their sodomy advances. And right. <laughs> right. All of these other weird right. little little uh, narrative things that you get in there. Right. Like, you know, like, oh, this is the funny guy yeah. that boosted yeah. the morale of everybody. Yeah. Like, I don't right. want him to Like, die. all of the traits and all the different, like, trees for their skills and, and yeah. the actual yeah. personality traits really added a lot to me. And I was right. super attached yeah. to all my crew. Like, there's mm -hmm. one sure. point where there was a storm. Somebody went overboard. Aww. And I decided to send somebody else after him. And then they both died. And I was very sad. Right. Aww. So, and uh, so a weird part to that. This is... <laughs> Sort of the inverse of you treat other people badly. This is a moment that I Robbie had. was pointing at me, by the way. Oh, I was pointing at Joe. Sorry. Uh, the it, I had this weird moment where, like, I guess I learned something about myself. I needed to have um, a person that knew that sick bay skill so that I could research a sick bay for my uh, for my ship. But I but my ship was full. And I had two uh, hunters, and I was like, you know, I really want to get rid of I, Marvin, I think it was. But but I can't. Like, I put in so much work into him, so I can't. And then he he died in battle. And in my head, I was like, I could reload, but... <laughs> you know, I've got a spot for Right, exactly. Like, this happened very naturally. Uh -huh. yep. I, have, I have a spot for a doctor. Ultimately, yeah. this is going to be better for the crew. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to have lost Marvin, but... Yeah. This is this is the best thing for See, the ship. That's, that's how a captain should think. I but I, I had I had one that was similar to that, but very different. I had one slacker guy who, oh, who yeah. was he was always the problem. <laughs> like every time it came up, everybody else would be like, "Hey, captain, I can teach you how to tie knots, mm -hmm. or I can teach you how to eat good food, or whatever." And this one guy from Brazil was was my my bad dude. It's like, why, Manuel? Are you yeah, always yeah, in yeah. trouble? <laughs> Yeah. But see, and I, the fact that we're telling all of these stories about our right. crew, yeah. it actually really like speaks to how Absolutely. interesting being the captain of your crew yeah. on a yeah. ship is. And, and the event system, I feel like, is a good way, and, and in some ways really built up sort of the personality of the characters, because a lot of the events were triggered by personality traits. And I think that's um, why it was so frustrating that there wasn't more content the that little was triggered bit by more, the yeah. system. Because like, the, the trait system and like how you you get your crew together and the way they interact and the roles yeah. they fill is really rewarding and really immersive. Mm -hmm. um, but like those events, the, the seventh time like Emmanuel uh, is asking me to teach him how to be funny, it's not funny. I'm going to send you out to fight some smart ways now. Yeah. Hopefully you don't Have die. you met the Kraken yet? <laughs> yeah. uh, so can I just back up real quick? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so... There's a little new. I'm, I'm realizing I'm not always bad to people. So, <laughs> oh, okay. so here's what I, I, as you guys were talking, I realized that. So I started out in a very similar place, and I actually, like you said, I remember a number of those kinds of stories. And for me, that's probably one of the most satisfying elements of the game, mm -hmm. is that that over time you start to become, a, yeah, in some ways, role playing attached, and as well as sort of optimizing attached. Um, but what I realized about about myself is that after the first one. 
it was basically a little easier each time. <laughs> to, to, so like, so, so initially I was like, I can't lose anyone. I can't lose anyone until and you were I just like covered oh. in blood and blood <laughs> okay. and, and regrets. And then I was like, oh, I did lose one, and that wasn't so bad. <laughs> and so by the end, I'm just like, okay, I would literally throw like all my lowest level characters in one boat. So that the high-level characters had the best chances of survival, sure. and I was like, those guys. I was basically like throwing the Irish well, in fun. front of the. It's like some English twelfth-century, you know. Sorry, go ahead. No, so this this strays into the realm of, sorry, yeah, English teachers that you know over analyze everything. But is it possible that that's where all of the development time went into? How can we make this more gamey uh, to make you right? You know, to have that first five hours of. Look at me, I'm a great captain and I care about everybody. And then as uh, as the threads sort of Like you care more get about your hunting like, yeah. white you know whale than Let's, her, yeah. You know what? I don't wow, care about you, Marvin. Meta. This is what yeah. I mean. And you know, if if their goal if their goal was to make a thing about whaling and pirating, they could have done that. But instead they did choose a famous, like hardcore mm-hmm. literary thing to base it on. And so maybe they did have And that literary, that, that book that they based it on is very much about, uh, right. you know, what are you with, willing to sacrifice? How much of my humanity yeah. am I going to lose uh-huh. for? That's, that's interesting really cool, yeah. that it, 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 it came out so subtly. I'm not saying that's what they meant to do. <laughs> it could just be a bad game. But, no, I, and you know, I, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. Sure, I, sure, yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I think that it's clear that they, that they definitely wanted to put it, put, Moby Dick into a context of that. So I I think that they probably did have that. So you said something about it being a bad game, and I think it was maybe a really... It was a good experience. I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure it was a very good game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sort of what what my come away from it was. Because of stuff like like a lot of the little issues we talked about, but also just from... and, And I was really compulsed for some reason to keep playing in Iron Man mode, even though I kept dying through just random dice rolls over and over again. Um, like the first time I died, I I don't even remember what happened. I think it was just a random combat death. Second time I died, I didn't realize that you had to have somebody in your hull repairing your ship, or I guess I didn't even notice that little bar going down. And so I literally just I, I stopped paying attention to my ship and just sunk. I just sunk. And the the last time you actually your <sighs> captain got targeted like three times in a row. I was so mad. So uh, I I took my captain to that hunt with the sharks for like the first uh, big like story yeah, landmark and I shouldn't have taken my captain because the very first round all of them just attacked the captain for like 18 points each and I yeah. died and there was really nothing you could have there done there was literally than nothing other than just not, not send that. him yeah, yeah. oh sharks? you had to send him for that mission you yeah. had yeah. to sharks are jerks so let me I have two quick questions that, that I'm curious about so one my first question is I'm curious how long everybody like how, about how long you played or about sort of where you got to. But then my second question is, I'm curious what sort of tree, skill tree you picked for your captain. Because um, I'm a little intrigued by that. That so. was really unclear to me about how to do that skill mm-hmm. treeing stuff. Um, I mean, I could, I'll jump in. I, I put all of my captain stuff into blue. For sailing. Which was sailing and leadership mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, Which makes sense for a captain. I, yeah. Exactly. That's what, that was yep. what I did the first time, too. And then I was like, <laughs> that's <"Man>, dumb. <laughs> I need right. a scientist, so I'm just going to make my captain the scientist. Well, that's that's what I did first, because I almost wanted to, like, I was like, okay, it's a whaling game, but I sort of want to do more of, like, a Darwin's SS Beagle sort of thing, uh-huh, so uh-huh. I'm just going to be, like, yeah, a scientist. It was more like how can you scientifically keep the men alive who are murdering all the whales? And I was like, okay, well, that's fine, too. He makes a good support role. But uh, It was completely not in the anywhere in the narrative, really. No. They never sent you to the Galapagos to look for turtles. No. Because yeah. he's not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I had, too. I had the, um, the, the hunter die and the scientist die. Mm-hmm. And I think, ultimately, I think that might be... There was something in the game that I got, and I got it because I didn't want to invest anymore in scientists. I was like, oh, right, I could put more points into this. I did eventually, like, get all four dice. Just, like, I put one oh, point wow. in each. Because I did the, the trait that lets you get more experience faster or something. Yep. And then I feel like that's the clear choice is the experience trait. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 was, oh, I looked yeah. at all the others, and I was yeah. just like, that's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Especially after you guys were talking about how much trouble you had. See, I, you know, I've, I've been – I'm gun-shy of that trait in games in general because I've played so many games before where you have a trait that's gain experience fast, and it 
accelerates you through the game so that you're far more powerful than you need yeah. to be. It definitely like did Fallout. not do that. I was, I still got. I had two that hit Fallout by Three, yeah. So, but New Vegas, and I feel like it's either it's either that it it gets you through so quickly, or it only gives you like such a minuscule amount of extra XP yeah, that yeah. you might yeah. as well not have had. I have not yeah. wasted it. Yeah, I, I I see that too. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I picked the sailor also. Huh. Um, and for just the reason you described, and, and it was unfortunate to me that that it was a little ways in that I started to understand how the skill points were mm-hmm. dealt with, which I, I just want to say, again, when we're talking about sort of, I would say I had a small, great experience. So I think there was a period of, I wouldn't say the whole five hours, I would say five hours good, probably an hour or two great. Um, but so many of the gamey bits were just not well considered. Like, mm-hmm. the idea that you... You have to use skill skills on a certain thing, and you can only change that thing when you're leveling up. Is a really you strange artificial. Yeah. That was you know, I even though you had yeah. the skill, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, I now, mean, you've acquired it, right? Yeah. You know how to do it, but you have this artificial limiter on when you can start mm-hmm. doing it again. There's already a limiter because you have a limit on the number of skills you can actually have. So why on earth do you make it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. difficult to to change it? So yeah. another thing was. Um, it didn't keep track of skills that were in conflict with one another very well. Mm-hmm. And stuff like some skills had green text, some skills had red text, but sometimes the red one was good for the captain but bad for the crew. Like the one that's uh, greedy. Yeah. Like you want your captain to be greedy, <laughs> yeah. actually. It's a good thing, but not for the crew. And there was stuff like that that was Oh, I never strange. caught that. Like some yeah. traits yeah, that are that are good yeah. traits you do not want on your yeah. cap, for your captain. Uh-huh. Generous. Yeah, generous is by far the worst trait a captain can I have. See, I was narrative. Well, I wanted him to right, be a generous guy. Exactly. If, exactly. <laughs> if, if you're treating it in terms of the mechanics of the game. <laughs> yes. But here's the conflict, right? right. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Like, if you're playing it the way they intend you to, which is, I would think, right. yeah. So you cannot get to better ships and improve them without money. Right. There's no way to do it. But there is a point in the game where, because I had gotten the generous trait, my I, like, I could not have a fully staffed crew of high-level characters. Because my my I would be down to like one percent of the of the mm-hmm. winnings, mm-hmm. which is fine because you pointed out eventually you get so much money it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's no if we're talking about realism, the realism would be you have the best crew in the world and they're getting like twelve percent, mm-hmm. and the captain gets the rest. Mm-hmm. So so they're they're so far off of that. So yes, real quick going back to my joke theory that maybe now I <laughs> I kind of like, you know so. You know, you, there's these ideas of good traits that are that are actually like outside of the narrative of the game. You're right, right. Talking about the universe as a whole, these are good traits for people to have. So they, it is a green trait. Morally, right. But the 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 UI of the game is not trying to signal to you these are good traits for the game. It's just signaling to you these are good traits for people. Mm. And if you have that trait, you're not going to achieve your goal of hunting down Moby Dick and having right. and being the best, you know, whaler. You'll become a, right. a scientist and go to the Galapagos to look for turtles. Right. <laughs> With and all so, your wealth. <laughs> well, yeah. So that, that kind of makes wealthy. me that kind of makes me feel like maybe maybe they did intend for that to be there because you're right. That is an obviously bad trait for the mechanics of the game. But yeah. Again. No, it's for a life. fair point. Mm-hmm. It just made it really yeah. hard for me to pick that one, seeing that the text was red. Right, right. When I saw the other one where the text was green, like, my, just, that, I'm just so that's conditioned. A, that's to, exactly the point, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, let, maybe. <laughs> they could also just be bad yes. at it. I don't know. Because I, I like that interpretation. I, I, I'm starting to like that interpretation more and more, too. But at the same time, I think that, and I think, oh, yeah, if they did that, then mm-hmm. they put so much care, and I could see why it took them four years. Yeah. But at the same time, all the icons came from gameicons.net. Did they? Re- so, I didn't notice. Oh that. yeah, I, like all of them. Yeah, I've seen. Right. I know all I had of them. seen. Them. Yeah, there's a one with like with the hands over a book. Yeah. If for the listener, there's a website called gameicons.net, which is just hundreds and hundreds of icons that you can use for prototyping in your game. Um, but I've started to see them sort of sneak into yeah. uh, production games. But this was the first game where every single icon. Uh, feels to me like it came straight from that. Or it could also be that they made icons and then submitted them to gameicons.net. Mm-hmm. Fair but enough. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, 
So can we talk a little bit? So the the, the main sort of storyline came up several times already. This idea of so you're you're not just a whaler. You're also sort of a, a legacy. This is a minor spoiler, I guess. You were on the ship that killed Ahab, and the whale gets away, and so you're sort of following up on that. Um, so you're I supposed to be Ishmael. Spo- you start as Ishmael. Right. This is a spoiler. But then you can Moby read. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't read Moby Dick, stop now uh-huh. and go read it. Right. And check yeah. back in about eight months after yeah. you've read it. Right. Um, so I, wa- I just want to say actually that that for me, I, like, the, and this has happened for me in many, many role-playing games, the story that they wanted me to follow is actually probably the thing I wanted to do the least. Yeah. Um, and so it made it... I, I would have been happy to have a kind of RimWorld experience where all of the stories that happened out of the game were generated just with me and my crew and that mm-hmm. in game. that, and that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. And there's no sort of single-player mission that you're supposed to be following up. For me, the drama would have been satisfactory in the ways you guys are already describing if it were richer and more expanded. Uh, um, but so it made it that much harder for me when I found that there were only six ports in the entire right. world. Right. Each one, there, a couple of them didn't even have like basic news about yeah. what was going on. So I'm like, it, it felt so hollow for a game that was meant to give me a rich role-playing experience. I'm on the fence about this. I keep going back and forth about, on the one hand... If it is a, if they're trying to contain it within this narrative, then I think Robbie, you're right that they did a really a, a, a good job, and I mean it's kind of commendable that they did think of all these things that right. might have broken it in other ways for some people. But there's all there was all this other space. Like for example, every time that I would sail down around Florida and the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico. I was reminded of pirates, yeah. Sid Meier's pirates, and I wanted to go in and go to places. Yeah. I wanted there to be more than yeah. what ten, ten, ten ports? Is it I think it's that more many? like six or six seven. Or eight ports? Yeah. Um, I wanted there to be more spots to go. I wanted to be the Galapagos is a good. I could see it there off mm-hmm. of the coast, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go yeah. there and do something, especially considering the fact that you can have a character on there, or you can start your character as a scientist to do stuff, mm-hmm. and so. There was so much more than whaling going on at that time to throw... That you could see in the newspapers. You could see in the newspapers. Yeah. You could see, And you knew where those places were yeah. on the map. It's yeah. weird for it to tease all of that. And be so right. limited and linear mm-hmm. in all these other ways. But then on the other hand, uh, let me... I, I, right. I want to add this little piece to it. I'm on a roll. <laughs> Go, buddy. Um, so if they would have put all these things in, if they would have made every little port around the Gulf of Mexico a place where you could go and conceivably do something the way that Sid Meier's Pirates did, I think that would have... It would have been... They would have remade Port Royale. Right, sure. And and sure. It, it, I, I even thought about that. Like, for example, if you could have upgraded the port in a town, if you keep going back to that one off the coast of Brazil over and over and over again, it stands to reason that over time... You could invest in that port like you do in other games like Port Royale, and it will be a bigger, more thriving, more flourishing port. They left that out completely, and I and I w- want to believe that they left it out because they were trying to contain that narrative right. and keep it from becoming a Port Royale or a, a Sid Meier's Pirates. Um, I don't know. I kept, again, I kept going back and forth. Like I really wish I could go up there and see what's in there and have more stuff to do than these. Uh, you know these sit these towns that are on the map and these whaling spots mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. I was just going to ask if any of you ever used the mechanic where you can make your own no. little mm-hmm. camps. I never. It was it was so many resources you had. Yeah, to the wood, right. it was the wood. I wanted to. to yeah. I wanted to be able to do that, but it never seemed like it would. Because yeah. you have to have so many people with very specific mm-hmm. skills on yeah. your yeah. ship, and you don't like. I have plenty of stuff from. The yeah. ports I've been to, I don't need yeah. to do that. I felt the same way with the with upgrading ships. I didn't get very far in getting any big ships because my small ship with two uh, two whale boats was completely good enough to go kill the narwhals mm-hmm. and and the simpler yeah. ones. Now it does scale up based on your ship size. I noticed, which yeah. was yeah. what my problem was when yeah. I went and did the sharks. Yeah, I was gonna do the, the the very first thing you have to do is go on the specific path, um, and on the way there, there's surprise stars sharks attack yeah and i was like i had had it in my head that i was going to play until i got an upgraded ship and got to like level seven or whatever before i tried to do that but because i had upgraded my ship Mm -hmm. the sharks were stronger and there were more of them and they instantly killed me so the balancing there is tough because like right after you get a new ship 
yeah. you will just get demolished. Right. Why in the world would I want a big ship? Exactly. When this, right. when this little schooner that I'm going back yeah. and forth to yeah. Greenland on does everything that yeah. I exactly. Now, yeah, I feel like you could play, the, and you also, like, with less crew, you take more of the share of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is that you get less from the individual fights, yeah. right? So, like, you, I would mm-hmm. have to do, like, ten baby whales, or I could get a bigger <laughs> ship and do, like, three old whales or right. something and right. get the same amount. Or 30 baby whales. Or 30 yeah. baby whales. I just want to save, save the quote for later. I'd have to do 10 baby whales. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite quote of the day. Um, so it's also, um, it's not just the size, but it's also how many improvements, which is an interesting problem. Mm. So mm. because if you, have a one, if you have a one whale boat ship, that's all of your sort of various elements are up to level 10, you're going to get basically the most difficult. Even though you're on a smaller ship, you're already at that level. Yeah. Um, which brings me to another issue. I know I, it's funny for a game that I liked. I, let me back up. It's probably I our think, fault. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I think it is because I, it's a game that I wanted so much from yeah. because it captures mm-hmm. a period in time I find really interesting. Yeah. I grew up in New England. Um, near the ocean so for me I, there was a lot of expectation I was bringing to it so I think that may be why I'm feeling so critical of the little mm-hmm. problems but this brings up another one which is I think the only word I can think of is absurdity of the idea that you have to have a certain kind of crew member with you in order to make improvements to your ship yeah. for I me that, that may be the single worst yeah, I really hated games. that it was really frustrating because it almost felt like a broken set collection game like mm-hmm. you have to have this set of these weird things. But you only have this many slots. But you only have this many slots, to, and then you have to you train. Have to throw some of them overboard. You have to. <laughs> you have to go to this place to train up the air, and just all yeah, of that right. was like, can I not just so build it and put a guy in it? Yeah, part of me feels like um, if you've ever played a bad game based on a book or based on a movie, it kind of felt like that. Like, mm-hmm. in order to make this scene from the movie, you need to have this guy with you, <laughs> right? And that's yeah, what makes yeah. this thing happen. Except there's that, like, the source material doesn't exist. So it's just, <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. why are you making me do this? How <laughs> <laughs> does this have to happen? Yes. That and the the sort of the disconnect from the way that skills worked and, and any kind of guidance on how to, mm-hmm. to be able to use and manipulate those skills, like you were talking that mm-hmm. you couldn't change skills. And I, I really, it kind of comes down to skills altogether because the key to that thing about upgrading your ship was you had to have those skills. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just weird. That's and and just I, I don't know why it was right. here. Like I feel like it wouldn't have added. Like if it was gone, I wouldn't have right. felt like there needed to be more inhibitions to upgrading my ship. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's already you already have to pay for it. You already have to wait however uh-huh. long. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how much time we have left, but... Uh, forever. I, forever. Yes. That's, that's a good amount of time. Until we're dead. Do right? <laughs> but uh, I do feel like we've been sort of hard on Nantucket, because uh, I really enjoyed it. So, like, yeah. I just want to make sure we get some things mm-hmm. that, like, we really like. Everybody yeah. say one so, thing, uh, guys. <laughs> right? Because, yeah. like, I love... Like, the first time I started playing it and the sea shanties came on, like, yes. people talked about that in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and those were okay compared to these. These were fantastic. Yeah. Like, they really were good. I would avoid going to a port just yeah, to I'd listen to the anchor. I would, I would drop anchor right outside the port just so the shanty would get yeah. Wow. Yeah, like that's the, cool. The overall aesthetic of the game, like when you go to ports, yeah. the way yeah. those like sort of hand-drawn illustrations are. All the hand-drawn uh, everything Yeah, was the Victorian-style really art. Yeah. Yeah. The, when you read a newspaper, it was specific things from the news oh, of, yeah. that, of that. I like that. Not yeah. only that year, but like this happened in yeah. this month of this year and it was a wide, wide... You talked about building how much content they could build. Yeah. They did that part yeah, right. They did. Yeah. Uh, I, I really love that. Uh, uh, now I kind of stopped reading them after a while, but <laughs> early on in the game, I was like, "Oh wow the 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 Let queen of right. the <laughs> queen of the Hawaiian Islands got deposed." That's that's uh, wow. Look at the look at the time. Yeah. But I thought like the port illustrations were so good. The only thing I wish I wish there were more of them. Yeah. Like I wish like, yeah, each port yeah. you went to had like With its different. own illustrations. They are yeah. a little bit different. They're, they're a little bit different, but not all very yeah. much. No. But you still have the same like. Newsboy. It's the same newsboy, always there. And he travels. I, st- I still feel like, again... He's on your ship. And, and I'll probably have more stuff to that contradicts this later, but I feel like, given how long they develop it and how much care they put into the shanties and the animations yeah. and everything, it, do- it does feel like there is something that they're trying to say with, look, all these right. ports will just end up looking the same to you, and this news barely impacts your life, really. Like, because you are laser-focused like, on Like, I probably looked yeah. at it three thing. times, and then I just clicked on the jobs tab. And, right. You know. yeah. yeah. Right, because you're playing this character that is laser-focused on 
the, the one aspect of their life, yeah. basically. And so I think I'm willing to concede that point for everything you said up to now. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm willing to concede that there are some really interesting aesthetics sure. about the choices you have to make. And I'm really, I'm really intrigued now by that idea that you, you sort of start to discover what kind of a captain you really are. Yeah. That's, a, I think, a fantastic and is on point. But I, I just I can't forgive them the lack of content as sure. a, you know, because... Because it's so easy to make that, and because I, I I think you could still achieve, you know, like let's because let's say you're Brad, right? I am. Brad loves. Hi <laughs> guys, I'm Brad. Let's say you're Brad, and you just want to explore, right? I, I think it's a real yeah. limiter and art. Oh, yeah. Again, an artificial limiter on what a game can be to say because we have this narrative background to it, like you said with the right. movie thing, we have to do it this way because of that. When maybe someone wants to just grab a ship and sail around and be like, you know, and, and find random events on the coast. Like, yeah. I thought that's such an easy thing. Yeah. And they did yeah. it in, you guys may not have gotten there, but toward the very end of the main story. Not even They close. start triggering these random events along the, spoiler, southern coast of California. And I was like, why couldn't I have this? Yeah. You know. Why couldn't, when I got near to coast, there'd be like, oh, you see something from your ship, go ex- investigate it. That would be yeah. fun and interesting. And you're right. But there's a risk to it, right? Just just sitting in the room for a week to generate content with, with whoever their content developers were. I feel like we could, if we sat in the room for a couple of hours, we do this all the time uh, with some of the projects we're working on, we get... A, a ridiculous amount of that kind of little yeah. tiny minute mm-hmm. fun and interesting and usually hilarious content um, yeah I, I feel like it would have been an e- easy pickings you know mm-hmm. for them and, to have and as cool as the like newspaper headlines were why wasn't that time spent making the actual like event content in the game right. yeah. yeah you could go there and I, do I something that, like as much I do love them like don't get me wrong like I don't feel like that they should necessarily you know take that out because there's not enough events <laughs> right. but uh, seeing all those little details makes me wonder just why and, and the thing is I feel like there's more events than it seems like there are but the fact is is that they look so closely at what your mm-hmm. current game state is that yeah. at any given playthrough I am going to see the same ones yeah. but if I make a, I have a completely different set of crew members and a completely different captain at a different point in the game it's going to be different, right. but, but the fact is, is that on a single playthrough, I just keep getting the same ones. Over I think, at least for me, a disappointing fact about that was that a lot of them were effectively the same event, but with like the the traits like hot swapped out. Yeah. Like, yeah. This crew member wants to know how to be funny, or how to be strong, or how to be this yeah. or that. Um, so, do you give them that thing, or do you give them the opposite of that thing? Yeah, it was, so, yeah it's a very yeah. binary. So, a lot of those, even even the more complex ones, feel a little bit derivative, which mm-hmm. is is fine. I mean, like. Yeah. Uh, it would have been just really compelling to see a little bit more dynamic content. Just yeah, a little and, bit more, and I would have been really happy. And I would agree with you. Like, yeah, they, there should be... We're back I'm, to I'm the just saying that again. Yeah. All, their, their lack of content <laughs> might tried. be just supporting this idea that they had, but there are other ways. You, If you have a theme that you're trying to explore, you can explore it from multiple angles. Yeah. And yeah, if they yep. have added more things to do... Then you could have they could have explored these themes while doing a different thing, and maybe I would have gotten more than five hours. Right, right, right. But game. they're set up for Nantucket Part Two, well, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrifically. If they so, want to add some scientists, since and, I think I was the one who derailed the positive feedback loop uh, <laughs> that Tanner started, um, I will say that I will. Maybe this will be my wrap up comment, and then if you guys want to wrap up as well with with your sort of final take, um, I I have some really really enjoyable memories of certain battles where I just skated by where someone was down to one hit point on a boat like my best harpooner and we killed the whale at the last you know literally before he was about to bleed to death so there were some really fantastic procedurally generated events that occurred in the in the battles for me um, but I would also say that the um, you know that sort of overall aesthetic of yeah, being on the waves and being sort of in that mix for me was was enjoyable. I just wanted it to be longer and a little more polished. Mm-hmm. And a little more variety. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, the, the, the art, as we've said before, the, the art and the music together and all of those uh, basically media assets uh, were super well done. They were a joy. And going back to the price of it, I, uh, at the very beginning, I, it's a, what, $17, $19, $20? Something like that. Something. I think I got it on sale for maybe 16 or 14 um, And 
I was a little bit conscious of that when I was first starting to play the game. Like, is this game, is this game worth? Am I going to be able to say that this game is worth it and recommend it to other people based on that price for the game? For the game, game, I don't know that it is. But for the art and the assets of the songs, the the style, the the deeper thing of the narrative that you've been talking about, Robbie. Um, yes, I think it's definitely worth twenty bucks. Nice. Uh, uh, and so that was when I would go back and forth. That's kind of where I landed. Yeah, I gotta say I agree with Brad. I mean, uh, overall, I I really enjoyed it. Like, I would definitely recommend it to somebody, especially if they already enjoy that kind of aesthetic or that time period or or that just theme. Um, because there were so many moments that I, I took away from it that were really enjoyable. Uh, you know, like I still remember specific crew members and where I got them and like how they ended up and everything like that. And that was that was fantastic. Uh, and just sailing around the general experience was was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say if nothing else, Nantucket was really unique. Um, it just like uh, just the combination of everything that they had, all the different like the combat mechanics, the ex- uh, exploration that was there, and the aesthetic. Like it was really, really sort of an interesting overall sphere of experience. I I'll, every time I walked away from it, though, I did end up frustrated because of, I was playing on Iron Man mode and made stupid <laughs> mistakes. Um, but yeah, I would say it's a very interesting game, and it's definitely worth checking out. And I'm definitely glad I played it because I feel like. It informs some really interesting things insofar as like my own design work, and so like to see where these events went right, where they went wrong. Um, we should edit all of this and put the good things that we're saying about it now at the very beginning. Upload <laughs> <laughs> that. So yeah, I guess I just kind of agree with what everybody else is saying. Um, you know, it was it was fun and enjoyable, and the the interesting narrative things, whether or not they were on purpose. You know, at least it had it. At least it had things there for my brain to chew on, I guess. But I do wish that they, they there could have been more to reinforce that. And the, but to, to continue the the saying good things, one of the things that I really liked was the prestige system that we didn't really get into. But in a lot of games, well, Nantucket in particular reminded me of a board game. And in a lot of games, prestige is a thing that you're collecting. But in this game, it kind of supported the the role playing a little bit mm-hmm. like you got prestige not just for being a hero and doing stuff like that but for just like honor like keeping the contract that you were assigned to or not you know firing crew members all willy-nilly and that was that was pretty cool there's a lot of good thematic stuff in there if you're into role playing a captain nice yeah yeah quick note so, sorry oh yeah go ahead uh, i just remembered that we've been calling it prestige but in the game it's notoriety no, so if anybody, no, no, it's, it's definitely prestige. Yeah. Is it? For yeah. sure. I could have yeah, sworn yeah. it was... No. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. You're thinking of that Actually. other game about whales. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah maybe. You know, that other one. Moby Dick 3. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, that's uh, what Little Rock Games thinks about Nantucket. Um, coming up next month, we're, I'm going to ask Olivia to introduce the next game for March. Yeah, so next month we're going to be playing a game called Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor, and I'm rubbing my hands together because I'm really excited (laughs) about it. Um, And I don't know a whole lot about it. It has a really interesting aesthetic, and as far as I understand it, you're playing as a janitor on this weird alien planet and trying to figure out what direction you're going to take your life and just sort of doing your job in this big, open, sprawling city. And it seems really cool, and so hopefully you'll check it out and maybe play with us and comment and let us know what you think. We're all going to be probably talking about all the things that are wrong with it (laughs) (laughs) next month. Who knows? Yeah. So thanks again for listening to us, and uh, we'll see you next month. Thanks, guys. Bye.